Welcome to What Are You Sporting About podcast, a podcast about business, employment, sports, and entertainment to help educate, support, and guide you to your next level. Here's your host, attorney Savania DeBarros. Hey, everybody. I am back. Savannah DeBarros, the protector of athletes, and I'm so excited today because we're going to be talking about some good, good, good stuff. But look, I have a few announcements before we get in here. For those who don't know me, for those who do, here's a new reintroduction. I am the protector of athletes, founder and principal attorney of the S.L. DeBarros Law Firm. And guys, you know that I've written two best-selling books. One, What Are You Sporting About? Inspired this podcast with the exact same name. And here recently, Athletes Making Moves. But guess what? I've already announced this. If you're watching this live, you'll see the banner across my screen. Make sure that you send me your name, your email, if you are interested in our upcoming new course, the Athletes Making Moves course. I'm super excited about this. This is going to be a way to further educate, inspire, and motivate athletes to create businesses that will protect them and pay them dividends in the future. So definitely text me at 773-377-5471 with your name and your email address. Now, without further ado, I have Ms. Tracy Haraskin. Uh, with me today, and we are going to talk about something that is so important, which I feel is often left off the table with a lot of folks. And so I want to give you a little kind of lead in to this conversation today, because, you know, this podcast directly talks to a lot of athletes. And sometimes there are entrepreneurs who come onto this cast um, who supports athletes. And generally what we see in the sports world is Athletes get their their first check, they sign their contract, and what do they go and purchase? They purchase a house that they possibly cannot afford, right? Um, They go and buy expensive vehicles and jewelry and take their entourage on expensive dinners and dates and all kinds of things. But what if there was a different way that you can spend your money that would pay dividends, that would gift it to someone who you truly, truly care about. And that's what we're gonna talk about today with Miss Tracy Haraskin. So let me give you a little bit of background about her because if you had the opportunity to work with her like I have, and we'll get dive into that a bit, um, she's gonna provide you with a unique opportunity to strategize for your success. Tracy, along with her professional team, will work with you to envision a superior financial future, then help you step-by-step build towards that future. Tracy does this by showing you a clear picture of where you are today and listening to your concerns for tomorrow to meet all of your financial goals. She takes an uncommon approach towards helping her clients achieve long-term financial success. And much of the traditional financial plans and strategies utilized since the 80s have failed the American public. Breaking away from this model, Tracy creates a personalized plan beginning with a thorough understanding of their client's current situation Then she helps them concretely envision a good life for the rest of their life. Only after understanding her client's current situation, goals, and aspirations for the future is she able to offer step-by-step guidance towards building that future. And Tracy is coming to us as a financial advisor from Pacific Advisors. And, you know, I always want to bring folks uh, to the table who I have some idea about what they are about because I want you guys, you see the the name in my nickname, Protector. I want you to be protected. 
but you also have to take the initiative to put the, the steps in place to protect yourself. So Tracy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Savania. It's so great to be here on this chilly December morning. Super excited to be here. Um, I love Protector of Athletes. One of my mantras is protect first. Protect first. And that, and I, of course, in my world, that's protecting your money in a various types of ways. But before I dive in, because I'm excited about the topic and you know me, I just going to keep going. I have to say that I am affiliated with Guardian Life Insurance and I am affiliated with Park Avenue Securities for all my securities work. And that this is for informational purposes only and that every individual situation varies and information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Okay, we got that out of the way. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, honestly, I think when we think about finances, we often think about a couple things like saving for something. Um, and then we also think about retirement. It seems like those are kind of the, the two things. So like what you were said, Savania, saving for a house, you know, et cetera. Now, um, when people get large sums of money, it's really important to think about that. And I'm going to get to your topic, Savania, what we talked about, but I wanted to kind of lay a foundation of what we need to think about when we have cash. When we have cash, we need to think about where are we going to put it? How much should we put in each bucket? What is the exposure to risk that you have? How much is guaranteed? And how accessible is it? Like those are the four things that I really think about when I'm determining a strategy for my clients. And I think it's important to understand all four of those. And one of the ones that we wanted to talk about today specifically was using a different kind of financial vehicle for legacy and also for saving for your children and before before we, before we get to that tracy oh, yeah i want to i want to dive in really quick with our question of the day what okay. are you supporting about because i know from just cultivating a relationship with you over the last year or so um that you are extremely passionate about finance i, I absolutely love it but just from a um a, on a basic heartfelt level what is your sport in life? What is that one thing that you that you are definitely sporting about? I would say that I am sporting about helping individuals feel confident and comfortable in their financial situation. It where, no matter where they're at, they might be just starting out. They might be very wealthy but it doesn't mean that they feel comfortable and they know what they're doing. It, it doesn't matter where they're at in life. So everyone needs somebody to come alongside, walk with them, journey with them through that process. That's what I'm sporting about. I love that. How did you end up getting into this field? That's, oh, that's a great question. <laughs> so my, when I was in college, I actually, decided that I wanted to go into finance and I temped for a big wirehouse. 
I, I don't even remember which one it was at this point, a long time ago. Um, so I temped for this wirehouse and they made me cold call out of the phone book and it was horrible. I decided I would never do this, that field. And I went a completely different way. I actually went into marketing and fundraising for the, for, for my first career. In that process, I got exposed to using charitable strategies to offset tax. And I was enamored. It got me totally hooked again. And I completely changed careers, got all the licenses I need. And my one of my goals is helping charities by helping the wealthy understand how to use these charitable strategies in their own financial plan. Oh, that is awesome. That's awesome because I like that ties in perfectly with what we're going to be talking about today. And so I know folks are possibly going to be listening to this after the holidays um, when it, it streams live on the podcast channels. But for you guys who are watching right now, I want you to get involved in this conversation. Um, if you see us, drop a note, say hi, ask you know your questions as we go along so we can talk about these informational uh, tips for you to really think about how you can provide the gift of a lifetime. So I want to move into this gifting because um, Tracy actually reached out to me for, as a market research project she was she was doing, and we started talking about legacy. Um, and this was in 2020, so we all know there was a ton of stuff going on. People were dying all around us. Um, I've lost some people, not from you know the virus, but unfortunately still lost them. And when you lose folks, it really make you think about what is my legacy? If that was me, right? If, if, the, if the end of the time of my life was now, what would be the legacy that I've left behind? And so it really puts in, in your face, like in black and white, that we are not immortal. There will be an end to this life. And so what are you doing to set that up? So one of the things that we started doing was um, working on our life insurance policy for myself and my husband, which was a goal that I had been wanting to do. We've been researching and looking in different places, but it just seemed like it all clicked at the at the right time. And so now recently we've um, gotten to a place where we have solidified a whole life insurance for our child. And so, Tracy, I want you to talk a little bit about how families, whether mm -hmm. you're an athlete or not, if you are a small business owner, if you are someone who works for a company or organization, if you want to create your own business, what are some things that people can start thinking about to provide a gift of a lifetime for their children right now? That's a great question, Savania. Um, like I had said at the very beginning, you, it's so important to think about where you're going to save that money for the kids. Um, because there's a lot of ramifications of, of those dollars when it comes to taxes, when it comes to um, even the simple thing of them filling out for financial aid for college, you know, all of those types of things are super important to think through 
prior to starting to stash cash away. And one of the very effective ways to do that, which you already know, Savania, is using a whole life insurance policy on your child. And of course, that's not designed or intended for the death benefit, which would be the most horrific thing for any family to go through, of course. However, the idea is to use that type of policy to allow for financial growth and access to cash over time. They're designed to grow and accumulate in value over the long term and never decrease. So the, the market risk issue is really taken out of the equation. Um, of course, you have to stay within the guidelines of the contract and you know all of those disclosures and follow all the rules. However, it can be a very, very stable, consistent growth asset to utilize in these contexts, um, it can leverage your dollars. I think leveraging is something super critical for the people that are really building wealth. Um, you know, people that understand how to use a dollar to make $10, right? And so this is one of those ways that you can do that for your child to have access to that cash as they grow. One of the things I mentioned earlier was um, li liquidity, access to that cash, right? And so there are some financial vehicles that limit the access to that cash and or put stipulations on how you can use the money, et cetera. In my world, in financial planning for whatever we're trying to do, we need to make sure that you have as many options and as much flexibility as you can, because you never know what life's going to throw at you. I mean, who would have expected a worldwide pandemic? Uh, nobody, right? So I think it's so important to understand what we are doing and again, protect first. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And Whew, because there's a lot of education. Um, it's, a, it's a huge educational curveball if this is not your field. And even if you are a financial advisor, one thing I recognize is that there's so many different avenues and facets to being a financial advisor that you also may not know about certain things if that's not what you do on a regular basis. But one of my misconceptions, which brought us to uh, creating a whole life insurance policy, and I, I want to talk more about that in a bit, but what brought us to that was having a discussion with you around Illinois 529 plan. And so every state, well, most the states that I that I do know about, I know Florida has something similar where you set up a college plan for your child. Mm -hmm. So when they are college ready, they can pull from this from this plan to pay for college. And that was something that I threw out to Tracy. Now, you came back and you said, well, look, what if. What if he decided he didn't want to go to college and you wanted to, he wanted to use that money for something else? Well, then there would be a tax penalty for taking that money out and using it on something other than college. And so putting that money into a whole life policy plan, he can take it out for college. He can take it out for a house. He can take it out for marriage. He can take it out for travel. He can take it out for whatever he wants without the issue of a tax penalty. And I thought that was so just, I mean, like, 
life-changing really because folks already don't want to pay into a whole life insurance because generally it is much more expensive than doing something like a term life insurance policy. Um, but you also don't want to invest your money into something that is more expensive if you can't even get the full value later. So I, you know, I, I really want to talk a little bit about um, whole life versus a general, um, well, there are different types of whole life policies. <laughs> so <laughs> one thing that I had discussed with you was having a whole life insurance policy that builds equity. Yes. So yeah, I didn't want to lose that money. I wanted to see our whole life build equity um, in the event we wanted to pull out of it. So almost like a house. When you purchase a house, your house builds equity. You can borrow against your house if you wanted to. And so I know people have misconceptions about that. So let's talk a little bit about different types of, of whole life, why it should, why it may be you know, the go-to versus a term life insurance policy, but how people can still protect themselves by putting term in place if that's really what they can afford right now. A uh, great, great lead in there, Savania. <clears throat> I think that, let me just clarify terminology real quick. Whole life, there, there really is only, I guess there's really one type of whole life, but what you're thinking about, and you're correct in this, there are different kinds of permanent insurance versus term insurance. And so if you think of term, it's temporary insurance. It is like renting an, a condo versus buying a condo, right? So you don't, in your, your renting, you have, you have that roof over your head, right? You're, you, as long as you're paying that, that rent, you're good, right? So just like with term insurance, as long as you are paying that premium and within the bounds of the contract, you know, whether it's for 20 years or 10 years, whatever that might be, then you have that death benefit coverage. And it's so important because that is normally how most people start that protection process, oftentimes when they have a child or maybe they buy their first home because they need that protection. And it is a low cost ticket item. It really is. Um, but it is low cost because the actuaries, they they are pretty confident that you're not going to die during that term. However, it happens and we all know it happens. Right. And this last year with that pandemic, you know, we don't even need to go there. I mean, we all understand, right. The frailty of life. And so, um, so term insurance is super critical. I mean, that's oftentimes where people start, but when you're thinking about something that you want to be guaranteed to be there either as a legacy for your children as far as receiving that death benefit, for example, right? It needs to be some kind of permitted insurance. And when we look at what the options are, um, and of course that is all individual according to the, the individual, the client's needs, et cetera, right? But the whole life insurance is typically the most conservative, and the, with the has the most guarantees. And so for when I had mentioned earlier, I wanted, we always look at risk and um, the whole life insurance um, takes a lot of that risk out off the table. And so that's one of the reasons I think that it's important to utilize when you're thinking about future, your future, 
And it's a long-term play. Um, it's not something that you invest in for three years and then you take your money out and go somewhere else. That's a different strategy. But the whole life insurance is really designed for guaranteed growth um, as long as you're doing it within the contract, of course. And I think what it does is it establishes a future cash resource for life events, whatever that is, and the flexibility of that. So it's at the same time, it does have a death benefit component. And so the lovely thing about it is that you have some insurance that your parents or grandparents gifted to you prior to any potential medical issue that might arise in their lives that we have people all the time that come to us that want insurance but can't get it. Um, they may have had cancer or whatever, and you only really want life insurance really badly when you've had a scare like that, right? So it, did that answer your question, Savani? I think I got a little it bit did. off track. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, you definitely answered my question. And one thing I can say that I'm super happy about and proud to be the recipient of is the legacy of my grandmother who passed away in November of 2020, because I always talk to her. She always talked to all of us about her legacy and the things that she would leave us and what's in her will. She would threaten us to take us out if we pissed her off. <laughs> but I know that she left, you know, she left stuff for us. Um, but one thing I didn't know is that she had an insurance plan for her grandkids. And so when she passed, we all received a portion of that life insurance policy that she you know, had put out for us to be beneficiaries of. And so um, she was always, have always been, even in her lifetime, a backdrop to legacy, a picture that I saw for myself that I wanted to leave. Um, and for anyone who is spiritual, um, you know, there is a Bible verse that says a wise man leaves, you know, um, a legacy for his grandchildren. And the way that you do that is to start planning early. Um, and so losing her was the thing that was like, okay, I, I, I got to just start making some moves, like not wait for things to happen, just start making some moves now, no matter how comfortable they may feel. But one thing that you educated me on, especially um, being in, an entrepreneur, owning my own business and putting something in place for our son, son was the disability waiver. Now, most entrepreneurs in business don't even take out insurance, a disability insurance, period. And so if they stop working, they don't get paid mm -hmm. because they don't have a disability insurance policy in place. But I love that you educated me on a disability waiver for the whole life policy that we have. And I want you to explain why you talked to me about, educated me about this, um, because I, I know folks need to really, they need to think long and hard about it. Even if you don't get a whole life insurance policy, folks need policy. Folks definitely need to um, make sure that they have disability insurance in place, especially if they own their own business. Very critical. I completely agree with you. And, you know, um, here in California, where I am, we have state disability. However, it is very limited. And there are very few there's I think there's only 13 states that actually have state disability. So it's very important because the likelihood of an individual being disabled during their working years is much greater than the likelihood of them dying prematurely. 
but people automatically think about life insurance more so than disability insurance. Um, and the, I think the interesting thing too is about, is that 90% of disabilities are from an illness and 10% typically are from an injury, where I think if we, if the general public thinks about a disability, we often think about, you know, some kind of an injury happening. Now that could be in the, in the athletic community, that's a whole different level of, of concern, right? Yeah, you had to check me on that too, because I was like, well, why would you put me for the disability waiver, not my husband, and he works around heavy machinery. And he was, you, you said the same thing. He was like, well, that you're talking about physical disability. So we have to right. even educate ourselves from that perspective. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And what you were talking about as, a, as it relates to the whole life, and it actually relates to the term also, is that there is a rider that if you qualify medically for it, you do have to, you can put this waiver of premium on your policies where if you were to become disabled, um, and there's a lot of nuances to the, to the details, so I won't get into details, but high level, if you get disabled um, for a certain amount of time, then the insurance company will pay your premium for you for as, as long as that disability is in place or typically to age 65. And so, because honestly, when, when somebody gets disabled and if they don't have coverage, I mean, you got to think about what happens in their lives. I mean, they have to cut back. They have to really, you know, figure out what can they do to cut expenses Typically, medical expenses are increasing, you know, and so the non-essentials get cut. And oftentimes that's the life insurance, even though it might be the time they need it the most. So I think that's what you were talking about, that waiver of premium. A disability policy, there's also a whole separate one, which I think is really critical, especially for business owners. Uh, we do a lot of business owner planning to make sure that you are protecting your business um, those types of things. So I think those are those are a couple of critical things when it comes to protection. Yeah, love it, love it. Oh wait, oh, I have yeah. to say one thing. Another thing, and it relates to your area, Savania, is getting your legal documents in order. And I, ninety percent of the people I talk to do not have that done. And I hold their hands and hold them accountable and get them with an attorney because they that is one area of protection that has to get done, especially if they own a home or have a child. Two yep. critical pieces. I literally just had that conversation with one of my cousins um, and we were talking about trust. And I said, man, I got to hurry up and put our house in trust. And I said, actually, I think I might put some of my other assets in trust um, because I think, well, first off, putting your legacy or portion of your legacy in trust, most people are not familiar with that. I'm just going to mm -hmm. say it straight up. Yep. However, especially as an entrepreneur, part of the conversation I had with her is when we create and develop things, we don't necessarily think it has value, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so when you create that asset, if you, if you safeguard it by putting it in a trust, it could have value later. It could net a value that you didn't even think it could net, could net right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it will also protect your beneficiaries um, from creditors who may try to come later at the time of death through probate to be paid for whatever reason from that asset or even to attach or take that asset as payment. So you are very, very right. Um, definitely make sure you go and speak with your attorneys. I think this is, you, sometimes people, when they think about legacy, they, all, they think about death. 
it is what it is. Um, but you're also giving life, you know? Um, and so this is also, I, I think a good way, a good conversation to have with lawyers. Not everybody have the best you know, perspective about lawyers and court and all this other stuff. But if you start early, if you start thinking about it early, it makes the process much easier. And you should always be looking over your information every, you know, six months or at least annually to see if things have changed. Because if it does, you need to, you know, redo your documents um, and continue that protection. But I want to... um kind of shift a little bit because we were talking about disability, right? Mm -hmm. And putting that as a writer in a whole life. Now, with gifting for your juveniles, for yeah. your children, we also talked about the affordability of a policy because the child is younger. Mm -hmm. So most folks don't think about this or they think about it when, when their kids are you know, maybe they're in high school and we talk briefly about, you know, what if the what if an athlete is injured? So you have that physical uh, disability. But what what if something major happened to your child in their early teens and now you're looking for life insurance? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Can you educate us a little bit of why earlier is better and not waiting uh, till yeah. they are, you know, yeah, in their teens? Definitely. So obviously, the older you are, the more expensive life insurance is because you're closer to dying. I mean, let's just, we got to be honest, right? Got to be real about death. It, it happens to all of us. We cannot avoid it. So when we think about the internal cost of insurance inside of any kind of a policy, um, it's going to automatically be more expensive if you start later. It's also, so age, the other critical factor in determining cost is, um, is your health rating. And when you are a juvenile and under, I think it's, oh, I should probably should, but basically under about 15, it's like 14 and a half, you are still considered a juvenile in the life insurance world. So um, they, it's super easy underwriting for the most part. Um, the parents typically will own the policy and the insured would be the child. And so the so the the cost is based upon their age and their health, and so overall it can be fairly simple to get, um, you know, depending on all those other nuances, the, those disclosures that I should probably be saying right now. Um, but the the interesting thing is that you can use that, and the and the parents then the waiver premium would be on the parents. So if the parents got disabled the insurance company would pay the child's policy. And so it's a, it's a very safe way to go about that. And I think it's important to understand that um, starting early also gives a good runway for that cash value to grow and to build. The other thing I think is important for people to understand is that you can actually back into a policy based on how much you want to save for your child. Let's just, I'm making up numbers. Maybe you want to save, you already have in your mind, you want to save uh, $500 a month. I'm just naming it. And we can say, okay, you want to save $500 a month. Well, this is the policy that that contribution or premium would give you based on that dollar amount. And so you, you know, you're not, you kind of think about it differently and you design them a little bit differently when you're dealing with one for a child because you really want 
to look at it as an asset rather than just the death benefit. Yes, 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 yes. And that's what I love about the policy we have for our child because it's twofold. It's not like you have to make one decision on one thing that you want. And I love the fact that the option that we took is we can also add cash mm -hmm. to the policy. So if there's a great year and we're like, you know what, while we got this money, let's go ahead and put, you know, a few thousand dollars on that. I love that because, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think about it, people spend money on what they want to spend it on. Mm -hmm. You look at your spending on an annual basis, if, you, if you're really accounting and budgeting and you look and see all the frivolous spending that you're doing, mm -hmm. that may be a pot of money that you can pay into an insurance policy that could pay dividends for someone later that you love. And I wanna share, because you sent over a pamphlet, um, Guardian is the company that we have our insurance uh, through, which Tracy helped us to get, but it has a case study. And I thought this was very interesting because it really does break down mm -hmm. the story of how you can give your family the gift of life, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Um, and so this case study says, all right, I was going to go through one through five. Grandparents purchase a whole life policy in amount of 75, no, seven, seven um, hundred fifty thousand for a two year old grandchild, gifting the premium of five thousand annually for 16 years. The grandchild, Mike, he's age 18. He enters college and withdraws eight thousand each year for four years to supplement his college expenses in addition to offsetting the premium. Now. At the age of 40, Mike uses an additional 20000 of the cash value as a down payment on a condo. Lastly, Mike is able to supplement his retirement income with a distribution of 15000 a year for 20 years. And then the grandparents are substantially able to help during their lifetime. They have reduced the size of their taxable estate and are still able to ensure that a legacy is intact for their future generations. So all in all, life insurance can be an easy solution to help defray eventual estate taxes for you and an unforgettable way to touch the life of someone you love for years to come. Now, we know if you, outside of life insurance policy, if you end up giving someone um, money, a home, any form of, of a gift, and depending on how much that gift is, there are gift estate taxes or gift taxes mm -hmm. that are normally attached to that. And I just loved how Mike, the person in this case study, was able to take that benefit, that, that gift that was provided to him by his grandparents and utilize it at every stage of his life. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And guaranteed to always have death benefit left over, even if you use that cash value. Um, and I would love to be able to or you could, Savonia, if if they want to text you or whatever to get one of these pieces in their hands, love to do that. Happy to send it out to whomever, email, whatever. We could post it somewhere. Yes. You got all the technology. I'll let you figure send that me out. The link. Send me the link to it and I'll add it. Okay. I will do that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Tracy, is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience um, of why they should start thinking about uh, legacy planning or juvenile gifting, anything, anything. You know, I think the thing that I would say as a close is that insurance rounds out your portfolio. 
Um, and because, uh, you know, it's not like that's all you should do. You need to have investments, you need to have retirement planning, you need to have real estate, and you need to have a financial advisor that can advise you on all of those things and look at it from a whole. And that's why I have chosen to do insurance because I think it's so critical that it has to fit in their overall strategy and make sense for them. And so I, that I would say is my big takeaway is make sure you're working with somebody that is looking at the whole picture for you rather than just doing a transaction. Yes, I absolutely agree. And I try to tell my business clients, don't go to folks who are just going to be taking an order like like you're ordering off a menu. You need someone who's going to look at everything, like your entire plans for your life. And when you come to them, before you even come to somebody, you might want to sit down and really think about what are my goals? You know, what are my goals in five years? What are my goals in 20 years? And if I have a kid, what are my goals for them, you know, to be a beneficiary for me in some respect? Um, but Tracy, I, I love the information that you've shared. And guys definitely know that this is not individual advice. If you want individual advice, I recommend that you reach out to Tracy. I know she's on LinkedIn. Tracy, is there any other way that you would like to share your information for folks to reach out to you if they have any questions or want to set up a meeting? Sure. They definitely could find me on LinkedIn. I have a Facebook business page also. Now, my last name is kind of hard to spell, so you might want to write it down. Um, uh, but I'm sure that you could... Um, I'm just going to give you my office phone number too. It's super simple, 909-447-8215, 909-447-8215. Give me a call. We could set up a, a complimentary 30-minute conversation and get you on track for a good, a fabulous 2022. Yes, yes. Thank you so much again for being here and educating us on how we can provide the right legacy for our kids, but also how we can go ahead and start setting up for a future that we want for ourselves. Guys, I know Christmas time is right around the corner. If you have not already, make sure that you go to prosportlawyer.com, get our best-selling book, What Are You Sporting About? And visit athletesmakingmoves.com so that you can get your athlete and your family the gift of a lifetime, which would be helping them to manage and monetize their name, image, and likeness while also protecting it. It is always my pleasure to come to you, educate you, bring individuals to you who will give you the real, okay? So until next time, I will check you guys later. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on What Are You Sporting About? podcast. Make sure to visit our website, prosportlawyer.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite platform is so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or iHeartRadio. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, What Are You Sporting About? Attorney Savania DeBarros is available for private consulting at S ldebarros.com. And remember, we're here to educate, support, and guide you in your journey to success because we're all sporting about something.